Hey Zebra Nation, welcome back to Two Truths and a Tall Tale. Our guest, Nick Keenan, joined me on the phone from our Greenville, Wisconsin location to record this episode, so it may sound a little different. I hope you enjoy listening to his story as much as I did. Without further ado, let's get started. Hello Zebra Nation, I'm your host Sophia Garfiasi, and this is Two Truths and a Tall Tale, a podcast that seeks to demystify what makes every zebra unique with a twist. Each week, my guest and I will play a game. The guest will share three statements about themselves, and then it's up to me to guess which of these statements is a lie, otherwise known as a tall tale. This week, I am joined by Nick Heenan, a quality technician who works the second shift in our label manufacturing plant in Greenville, Wisconsin. Hi, Nick. Hi, Sophia. Are you ready to get started? I certainly am. Statement number one. I have been personally referred to, though not by name, in over 20 national newspapers. Statement number two, I have had a professional film commissioned documenting my life. Statement number three, I won a regional karaoke contest with a grand prize of $1,000. Okay, um, it's got me a little stumped here. They all seem like you were kind of in the public eye at one point, but I'm going to guess you had a professional film commissioned to document your life. That is incorrect. Um, as part of that is uh, as part of uh, you know I, I've written about my personal journey and personal story on Z Connect and through the Your Edge blog uh, a couple of times here and one of uh, the things that I mention is that I've written magazine articles for local health publications. Well, as an addendum to one of those, um, I was featured in a documentary short regarding my weight loss and my struggle through mental illness. In fact, if anybody listening here wants to check it out, it's free to watch. It's on YouTube. If you search for Shred and then my name, Nicholas Heenan, put that in the search bar, it'll come up. Uh, for, again, free to watch, and you can see a little bit more about my story. It's about nine and a half minutes long, but it was commissioned uh, and by a professional film crew. That's awesome. I don't think many people can say that about um, their <laughs> own lives. So I'm going to let you tell me, which one is the false statement? Well, the false statement is actually statement number three. Uh, the statement that I as written is, I won a karaoke competition regional with a grand prize of $1,000. I actually took second place in a regional karaoke competition where the grand prize was $1,000. And while that in itself may not be the, the fun or interesting part of the story, how I got there was. So it was a three-part uh, karaoke competition here in the Northeast Wisconsin area. There were at least 25 or 30 people that were competing in this. But the problem with this, although I love presenting in front of people and I love being up on stage and I love being the center of attention, ask anybody here at the Greenville plant, they'll definitely tell you that's the case. (laughs) Uh, I can't sing worth a damn. And so that becomes a problem if you're going to enter a karaoke competition. But here's the thing. I was a percussionist growing up. I I started out by playing the piano. I still play the piano today. And uh, in high school for the first two years, I was a percussionist. So I have a good sense of rhythm and beat. I may not be able to sing, but I can rap very well. So when I entered this karaoke competition, I figured, well, we got to plan this out. Uh, I know I'm a talented rapper, and I I pick up things and have a good memory. So 
I decided to kind of stagger it and build up to the inevitable climax. The first week of the karaoke competition, I decided to show up and really kind of make a statement with my dress. So uh, I am a full-blooded Irishman. Uh, so I showed up in my kilt with the knee-high stockings, the newsboy cap, and just a regular shirt. And I'm not sure if anybody in your audience is familiar with the song, but it's called Handlebars by the Flowbots. Oh, I know that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I get into it, and uh, one of the things that I really strive to do, because I know if I can't sing, I'm competing against singers, and I can't sing, so one of the things I have to do is I have to be a little extra with the show. So I, I disregard, I don't need the screen, I know the lyrics, I know how to sing the songs in advance, uh, so I tend to walk around the bar, and I kind of, you know, where you get the, the microphone in your face and you're rapping at people, almost like a battle rap is kind of the, the persona that I project on that. So kind of imagine yourself. I'm six foot two. I'm about 300 pounds. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a fairly well-built, put-together dude. So imagine this white guy who's my size wearing a kilt, knee-high black stockings, and going around rapping this very angry rap song at people. <laughs> and you kind of get a feeling for how that went. And that was good enough to get into the semifinals. Awesome. I kind of figured I would get there. So I'm one of 10 semifinalists the very next week. And this time we go, all right, well, we got to take it one step further. We're, we're, we're at the next level, so we have to match that with our attire. So instead of wearing just a regular T-shirt, I decided to go with the shirt and the tie, along with the newsboy hat and the, the kilt and the knee-high stockings and the shoes. And for that one, <clears throat> I actually did the song Jump Around by House of Pain. Are you familiar with that one? You ever been to a Wisconsin Badgers game? Uh, no, I have not, but I would think some of our employees would have been to it, but, um, it might be Absolutely. actually helpful to, uh, link the songs in our Z connect article when this goes live. Absolutely. So it's a very famous rap song, uh, from the early nineties. I know that one even more intimately. So I was able to dance along with everybody, uh, during the semifinals, uh, and get every, the entire bar jumping up and down. Still, we're about three quarters full for the bar because it's just the semifinals yet. It's a Saturday night. So. And then we get to the finals. I find out that I'm one of the final competitors. I, I made the final five of all this. Um, and so we get to the finals. And here I am. It's another Saturday night. I walk in the bar. The bar is packed to the gills because the five finalists have brought their friends, their family. Like I said, there's a lot of money on the line here. So this is a big deal. And I was uh, definitely not left out in that regard. I brought about 20 family and friends for this, including my wife who at the time was eight months pregnant with our daughter. Oh, man. <laughs> and I decided a couple of different things. Number one, we were going to have to go full out for the attire. So in addition to the kilt, the knee-high socks, the shirt and tie, uh, which was black, the shirt was black, the tie was silver, I wore a vest over that, and I have a full-length Victorian frock tailcoat. It goes all the way down in the back to my calf level. Uh, and instead of wearing the newsboy hat this time, I have a full height black Victorian top hat. I am, you know, like I said, a very a, a large six foot two white guy with a big red beard. My skin is translucent because I'm Irish and that's just the way we come. I have a top hat, a frock coat with tails, wearing a kilt, knee high socks, black shoes. Everything is black except for the silver tie. And so I get up there and I decided that's it. We're going to go full out and we're going to see exactly how far we can take this all the way to the end. And so I didn't do flow bots. 
and I didn't do House of Pain, I decided to go for Broke. I did a song I had never done in karaoke night before, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with it or how many of your uh, listeners are, but it's one of the more famous rap anthems from when I was in my late teens, early 20s. It's called Forgot About Dre. I am not familiar with that. Looks like I'll have to do some listening. So it's, it's, a, it's a two-part rap song. So it's Dr. Dre and it's Eminem. When the song starts, it's a very famous eight-bar introduction. So when you hear it, I, I'm sure you've heard it before. You just don't realize that you've heard Probably. it. When you hear that introduction, it's, very, it's a very famous introduction. I was the second to last person to go in the finals. And I stride up there. And when they announced me, by now, I, I'm fairly well recognized in the bar because I'm the only guy who's a rapper. Everybody else, they're extraordinarily talented singers. Uh, some of the people are, are very good at putting on a show along with their singing. Uh, but I am, I'm the MC. And so I start out, my place is always at the very back of the bar. And I do that on purpose because I want the, the, the crowd to, to, to cheer for me as I walk the entire length of the bar up to where the stage is. And so when they announce me, everybody kind of goes nuts because they know what I am and, and what I'm about when it comes to this. And it's a little bit different than what your normal karaoke fair is. So I'm already getting the blood pumping as I'm going through. And again, I'm just, I'm dressed to the gills here and I get out, I'm standing right there in front of everybody and I can see all their faces and it's just anticipation. They're going to see which one I'm going to bust out for this particular night. I play that role. I, I love that feeling of power and, and confidence. And I certainly was full of it that night, even though I had never done this song before. And again, it's two parts. All of a sudden, everybody kind of quiets down as the, as the, the song is introduced. And I kind of see some smiles in the faces of the crowd as I see the song displayed up there. And then all of a sudden, you hear that, that eight-bar introduction, and it's booming. It goes boom, 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 boom. And I kind of like do this little wave thing with my body where I kind of let a wave take over me and I get this really confident smirk on my face and, and everybody just explodes and it, it roars up because everybody knows the song. They're all roughly my age. I'm, I'll be 38 later this month. And so everybody's going nuts because they know how hard this is going to be. And if I can pull it off, it'll be legendary, right? The, the eight bar introduction goes and I go right into it and I do my usual thing. I don't look at the screen because I don't need the lyrics. I'm confident that I know all the lyrics. And uh, I, I go through my normal routine where I start walking around and I get in people's faces and uh, everybody's loving it. And I've kind of gotten everybody, like the whole bar is just, uh, I'm setting it on fire and, and I'm getting through the song. And the first verse, it opens up with Dr. Dre. And so I'm doing my Dr. Dre voice and I'm kind of getting some puzzled looks as to, well, what's he going to do? You know, he's all by himself. So who's going to do the Eminem voice? And if you, when you hear the song, you'll understand how very different the voices are. And it's a very quick transition from one to another. Hey, it's me again. So after we finished recording the episode, I asked Nick to record a short clip of himself rapping this part of the song because I was very curious on how one raps as both Eminem and Dr. Dre. Let's listen to the clip. Well, the firm flop, y'all are the reason that Dre ain't been getting no sleep. Turn me back to the old me. Nowadays, everybody want to talk like they got something to say, but nothing comes out when they move the lips. Just a bunch of gibberish. Exactly. They forgot about Dre. All right, now that the curiosity has been satisfied, we can return to our episode. So I finish up the Dr. Dre first part, and then I immediately change my voice and go right into Eminem's voice, which is much higher pitched in the song. And he, and he raps much faster, changing from the, the low kind of guttural slow melody of Dr. Dre and going right into the very high pitched 
fast rapping of Eminem, and the crowd just goes nuts again because they, they realize now that I'm going to do the whole thing start to finish. And you have to be very careful with how you place your breaths because there aren't a lot of places to take a breath in the song if you're doing both parts, which I was. I'm just, I, I'm, in, I'm in the bar and I'm just feeling it. I'm walking all around the bar. And finally, I get to the very end of the song. One of my little usual tricks at this bar is I'll actually walk behind the bar and use it to separate myself from the crowd because sometimes if you get too mobbed in by people who are cheering you on, it restricts your ability to move. So I, I, I'm behind the bar now and I'm kind of standing by the bartenders and I'm still going and I got everybody going. It's, it's just amazing. It's as much fun as I've ever had. I'm nailing every single word of the song and I, I'm just kind of feeling the moment. So I end up climbing up on top of the bar. You know, I'm standing up on top of the bar doing the Eminem part, and I'm looking down on everybody, and, and everybody's just going nuts and having a great time with it. And finally, I finish it in the actual song. Eminem finishes them out at his regular pace. So it's, and, and everybody forgot about Dre. And I kind of do the everybody forgot about Dre. And I kind of put that little punctuation on the end of it. And I end up just throwing my arms out to the side like, oh, yeah, I nailed that one every bit. And it was just this roar from the crowd. And I'm just kind of standing out there. I took a bow while I was still on top of the bar and just soaking and everything in. And it was just an amazing, fun, incredible moment uh, that I enjoyed. Um, unfortunately, I took second place uh, in that contest despite my, my performance. I was, I was a little disappointed at the time, but I lost to somebody who did an extraordinarily sultry and bluesy rendition of the song Seven Nation Army by the White Stripes. It was good. She was, she was an excellent singer. I, I thought my performance would be enough to take it. I was wrong, but it's all right. I still, uh, still look back favorably upon that. And what's funny is even he, he telling you the story again, it's, it's, I, I find myself making the same motions here in the conference room as I'm reliving it in my own head. Wow, what a story. Um, that was I'm... incredible. I'm surprised you did not get first place because you kind of gave the audience the full experience. I mean, I don't know what the first place winner was wearing, but I mean, you had a whole costume going on. Um, oh, yeah. And at the end of the, end of the day, it's, it's really all about having fun, right? And not really worrying Absolutely. about if you're doing it perfectly. I mean, but also the fact that you went into this competition kind of knowing that you know, singing may not be your forte. And of course, there's going to be all these great singers um, in competition with you. I mean, that that really says something about your character, right? He may not be able to sing, but he's a hell of a showman. <laughs> right. And I don't know, thinking back on this experience, has it kind of um, influenced the rest of your life? Like, do you just kind of go into things like this? Like, you, you may not always be the best. You may not always know what's going to happen, but you're just going to do it anyway? Just the reverse, actually. The rest of my life influenced my thoughts going into that karaoke competition. I've, I was very lucky. My dad um, is a public information officer for a local sheriff's department here. He's been, a, he's been a sheriff's department officer for over 30 years. And being the public information officer, he's the guy that the local media will go to, whether it's newspapers or the local TV stations, if they need a spokesperson for the department. And so growing up, my dad always gave me uh, tips and pointers on how to talk to people and giving interviews and public speaking. And so when you hear that public speaking is a bigger fear of people than death, that was never the case for me. I've always felt very comfortable 
on a podcast in front of a large group of people. You know, I share my story through mental illness and weight loss with school groups and corporate groups. And uh, recently, now I've, I, I've just been invited for a second time to, to share my story with crisis intervention team officers um, with various police departments around here. I've always felt comfortable in front of a group, and I love putting on a show. Um, and so sometimes if I have to bring it down and be serious and share my story, I, I will, and I'll use powerful language, and, and I know how to speak to people and to keep their attention. But I also know that different circumstances require different types of communication. And so the way that I project myself in front of police officers is different than the way I project myself in front of a class of sixth graders, which is different from how I project myself and uh, I at 10.30 on a Saturday night in a bar, and I'm about to crank out some Eminem and Dr. Dre <laughs> to the delight of hundreds of people in the bar. So uh, I love that performance aspect of it, that putting on a show aspect. So to be able to do something different and to give people something different and not be the norm and to embrace it and, and live it has kind of been what I'm all about. How do you feel this outlook you have on life uh, influences what you do at Zebra? I have a tattoo on, on my left arm, and it's a quote from, uh, I know I've mentioned this to you, but just for the rest of the audience out there, I'm a big-time history buff as well. And my favorite person from history to study is Napoleon Bonaparte, the French emperor from the early 1800s. So it's my favorite quote from Napoleon. It's Again, it's tattooed on my left arm, and it says, Le mort n'est rien, mais vivre vaincu, et sans gloire, c'est mourir tous les jours. It means death is nothing, but to live defeated and ingloriously is to die every day. And that's how I live my life, both inside and outside of Zebra. I've been through hell and I've been back from it. I've been through mental illness. I've weighed over 600 pounds in my life and I've lost 367 of those back. I realize how precious time and life are. And so with whatever time I have left, I'm not going to go quietly into that gentle night. I'm going to be me and unabashedly me until the day my life is gone. As it pertains specifically to Zebra, I do things like I volunteered and gone out to local high schools and worked the Zebra table when they have their career fairs. I volunteered to fill in for my boss when they need somebody to give the quality presentation part of the uh, weekly plan or monthly plant meetings that we have here. Uh, I, I write for the, the local newsletter here so that when we, we, we profile certain people. I know one of my profiles made it to the Z Connect last year about my coworker Senpai, who uh, is from Laos and whose family was very heavily involved with the Laotian military that was helping the United States during the Vietnam War. You know, it, it's, it's about using my passions and talents and figuring out a way to incorporate them into my work life. It's figuring out ways to do that is the best way that I can get that showman, that storyteller, that performer out of me in a way that both benefits the company and allows me to scratch that itch. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Two Truths and a Tall Tale, Nick. It was a truly a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me on and have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Two Truths and a Tall Tale. This series is produced by the Global Business Communications team with the goal of sharing the stories of the incredible people that make up Zebra. Make sure to check back every month for a new episode. If you would like to be on our podcast or know someone else who has a great story to share, reach out to us. And if you enjoyed this episode, let us know in the comments below.